0: Boom! <laughs> Thomas, you gotta wear that on screen. Oh, good afternoon, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Occam's Razor. Hope you guys are having a lovely day. Hope you had a beautiful Christmas. Hope you were able to spend it with friends and family, the people you love. And I hope you never forget the true reason for the Christmas season. ice season. Amen. You guys are staying warm. It's still a little chilly down here in Florida. All of our plants are wrapped up. And the Twitter files have finally begun to drop the COVID files. I'd say based upon what Elon Musk has been teasing on Twitter, Anthony Fauci is about to get bent over hard in the new year. And let me tell you, it could not happen to a better guy. I'm looking to see what this is going to reveal. Certainly, we know that the government has had a massive censorship operation ongoing for years now across a variety of subjects. Just think about it. We're barely scratching the surface on what these people have been doing to us. All right, guys, do me a favor, sit back, relax, and grab your popcorn because we'll be right back after this. All right, welcome back to the program, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us, and please join me in welcoming my co-host for this and every Thursday, Mr. Thomas Ulmer. Thomas, how are you? You're looking good, buddy. Looking fit.
1: <laughs> yeah, man, looking fit, trying to stay safe out there. I know there's another pandemic coming, and I'm just, I'm getting prepared, Zach. I think we should all be prepared. Make sure you get your third and fourth boosters, and if you're <laughs> if you're not vaxxed, I, I don't want you talking to me. I'm going to be honest with you. That's, that's, that's right. That's the... That's this is the new Thomas.
0: No vax, no love. No vax, no love. Right. Back Exactly. Up. <laughs> Back off. <up>.
1: Elbows only. <laughs> yep. Six feet apart. I, you know, I don't <laughs> want a
0: hug or anything like that. So step away, <laughs> everyone. Oh, Thomas, I love it. I absolutely love it. How did you get that at mask in Zoom? It's hilarious. I would love well, to see. All... <laughs> I would love to see somebody showing up to a meeting wearing one of those. Like, not uh-huh. even you know, just like not breaking character. Acting like it's totally normal. (laughs) Right. No, I mean, we all know that it's a (laughs) China-ran app. Of course, they're
1: going to have masks on there. So if you guys want to do a Zoom meetup with me, just, you know, if you want to put this on, it's very respectable. I don't want to see your face. I like masks.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. Well, enough humor for the day. Thank you very much once again for being here. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us today. Um, You guys, before we get into any of the news, I I have uh, a bit of a uh an announcement that i, I want to make that really pains me but uh there is a, a family that is a viewer of this program uh they are the taylor family and they were some of those that were involved in that giant 50 car pileup uh in ohio right before christmas on, on the 23rd uh their injuries are devastating you know it, it's uh, it's a family of 5 because they were in uh, an area that they didn't live, uh, there were some of them they they weren't able to communicate on site uh, uh the the mother and the son Lisa and Jacob they were trapped in their vehicle for six hours between a pair of semis and the injuries are devastating guys they're they're all severely injured they're all in the hospital they're going to be in the hospital for weeks. And the bills are just going to be insane. They're small business owners back in Michigan, so they don't have, like, a a super health plan, like if they worked at, like, a major corporation or something like that. So all I'm asking is that if you were thinking about donating to the program before the end of the year, just consider instead donating to the Taylor family. It's the Give, Send, Go uh, gives dot go.com forward slash blessing the Taylor family. I'm proud to say that last night on Baseless Conspiracies with uh, my my co-host on Mondays, John Harold, uh, we shared this and at the start of the program, they had just over $18,000 in the Give, Send, Go. And now this morning, there's uh, over $29,000. And I'll tell you, when I pulled this up just before the program uh, to get it ready to show you guys they had uh, 28500 Now they we've raised over $700 in the last 15 minutes. Uh, and I don't know if that's changed at all, but no, it still looks like it's $29,243. But uh, these are wonderful people, t- true patriots, and they deserve our support. So again, if you were thinking about donating to the show before the end of the year, I just ask that you instead donate to them Um and uh, I'll have more information as uh, as as I can communicate with them when they're getting better and, and they're able to speak. But I'm sure they're really, really going to appreciate it. And, uh, you know, we've all been in a spot before where we just you know, have been back to the wall, you know. Um, so uh, I want to do whatever we can to help them out. And thank you very much to the people who have. All right, so, Thomas, uh, I wanted to also talk about uh, the, the, the ongoing issue of global warming. Um, because, you know, you, you ask AOC, you ask any of the, uh, the the lefties in Congress, and they'll tell you that the world isn't even going to be around for much longer. What was it? It was five years ago? We had seven or 12 years? So so I don't know. Maybe we have less than a decade right now, I think, uh, before AOC has predicted that the world is going to end. And I think you can see that. Uh, in the the tragedy that's just befallen the United States of America, the giant polar vortex that came through and froze most of the continental United States, I think that something like 90 percent of the United States was under freezing uh, for the last several days. Our, you know? I was saying in the intro, our, our plants, we had to cover all of our plants. There was a couple I didn't get a chance to, to cover because we just didn't have the sheets, uh, and th- those are dead. Those are absolutely dead. Uh, I don't know if they're going to come back, but – It it just, it boggles the mind, Thomas, that you can look at a situation like this. You can see we we had 55 people freeze to death across the United States, a first world nation, okay, a country that is supposed to be leading the world in so many different things. And if this global warming hoax was true, uh, you would expect the exact opposite. But instead, you know, we have very cold Arctic winds coming down into the United States, and it's so cold That people are freezing to death. What's even worse is that in anticipation of the need for extra electricity usage, power companies across the nation told people to restrict their usage of their furnaces, of their electric heaters. And in certain cases, they even turned people's power off so that they could not use them. And I, I, you know, I mean, I, I have to say this is the this is the toll that we pay or leftist politics. Because under President Trump, the United States was energy independent. We produced enough coal, enough natural gas, uh, it, enough carbon-based energy sources to supply the entire world. And now we can't even keep our own people alive. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. So
1: when you go to a leftist, this has happened to me before, and you say, listen, you know why? There's no global warming. Look at it. It's Negative eight degree wind chill in South Carolina. That's what it was for us. Negative eight degrees. And then they say, well, no, it's the extreme weather phenomenons that are happening. That's the cause of climate change. So you can't win. You're damned if you do, damned if you don't with these people. Second of all, when you're talking about, you know, people getting their power turned off, telling them to turn their Christmas lights off, their furnaces off. I got one of those, too. They were cutting people off all over the upstate of South Carolina. So you can't even keep the lights on. In someone's houses in a rural area, and you expect to run a grid for electric cars, get the hell out of my (sighs) face. Nothing you say makes sense, but that's their agenda. And when you think about them turning your power off, Zach, that shows how vulnerable you are. Mm -hmm. They can clip it off like that, and you could be like, I'm in the middle of Christmas dinner. Do you think that they care? Absolutely not. They want you to freeze to death because they're taking shots from the people upstairs. That's terrifying. None of their plans
0: work, it's bogus. You know what else I thought was very strange, Thomas? I mean, the the, the, the news coverage of this storm uh, was just plastered everywhere for weeks in the lead up to it. All right. So every municipality, every power company, anyone in a position of authority knew full well exactly what was coming. OK, so the responsible thing to do uh, would have been to prepare for that extra energy usage so that. People wouldn't be freezing to death in their homes. Instead, we just sent another $40 billion to Ukraine. Joe Biden is losing money all over the world. Sam Bankman Freed lost I don't know how many billions of dollars. We've got money just bleeding out of the United States, and we're not taking care of our own people. You know, we have more people coming across the southern border than at any time in history. The people who come here legally are languishing in the legal hell of the United States judicial system because they can't get through the process because the United States government, the deep state government, is not interested in allowing people to come here legally. They want you to come here. They want you to overwhelm the system, and they want you to freeze to death. This is the other thing. You may not be aware of this, but in the weeks leading up to this storm, there was a number of coordinated attacks. On power stations and the energy grid all over the United States, that to me sounds like direct, direct terrorist action. I don't know about you guys, but that is a that is a concerted effort to cripple the power grid right before people need it the most. And what have you heard about that? You know what have you seen on the news? about investigations by the federal government or local police authority to determine who has been trying to break our electrical grid. If the electrical grid goes down, Thomas, you know, this is not like replacing uh, an alternator on your car, on your 2006 Chevy Altima. Okay, you don't just have a whole bunch of infrastructure laying around for the government or these power companies to just plug and play. You know, oftentimes, if we were to have a widespread catastrophic failure of the energy grid, you might be looking at months, maybe years before that thing is back online. And uh, I just I I wonder how much what we saw during the storm was related directly to those attacks weakening the energy grid. And I also want to know what the federal government's going to do about it. Well, they don't ever
1: do anything about it. So you're pretty much on your own. I mean, if you if that went down. Let's just, you know, really take a look at this. If you had the power grid go down, that's banking systems, that's gasoline, everyone, no one really carries cash anymore. You would have pure hysteria. Mm-hmm. People would go boncos. People would be breaking into your house. People would be doing everything. I think that's what brings everybody down because our attention spans are so so short, our internet it has consumed us entirely. You get rid of that. People go boncos. Um I, this re- and when you bring up the uh, the the um the power stations that were taken out, uh, I believe that that was in Seattle, uh, Washington state. Three of them were I believe were taken out over there. Uh, This brings us back to a couple years ago. I I think about remember PG and E when that whole thing was going on and they were shutting down their places. They were being vandalized. Do you remember that? That was about three years ago. Yeah, I mean we're just—I've never heard of this before. Yeah, I don't think anyone's heard of this before. But all of a sudden it starts happening uh, as Trump take you know is in office and now Biden's in office. These people are preparing for something. uh, 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 That would be you know you can have your hurricanes, you can have your earthquakes. But if you set off a breakdown of our electric grid, that's pure pandemonium. And I don't think that, you know, 90 percent of this country is even prepared. They wouldn't no. even know what hit them.
0: No. And thank you guys. Yeah. Nissan Altima, not Chevy Altima. I guess I was thinking Chevy Astro, <laughs> whatever just came to me. But anyways, um, you know, I mean, a number of, uh, of high profile uh, mainstream news sources are promoting this story. Physical tax on power grid surge to new peak. Um, But they're, they're claiming that it's attacks by extremists, vandals and cyber criminals. I mean, I haven't heard the word extremist uh, other than to see it attached to like, you know, white extremists or something like that, domestic right. terror extremists. So I wonder who it is that they're actually blaming this on. Uh, th- also, there was a there was a number uh, there was an attack also this year, Thomas, in uh, North Carolina. I saw that. North Carolina, uh, I think four substations in Washington, like you said, um, and they don't have anybody on uh, on camera. But they do say they don't have any suspects in the attack. But white nationalists, neo-Nazis and other domestic extremists seeking to sow unrest have taken responsibility for other high profile attacks that have taken down swaths of the electric grid prompting security experts to grow increasingly concerned about the U.S. electricity system's vulnerability. Uh, I mean, I'm not like, I'm not an expert in this stuff, but I mean, I've known for years that this is a vulnerability. I, I have never seen, I've never seen a statement From a supposed white extremist power militia group coming forward and saying, hey, you know, yeah, we took down that power grid and we're going to stop electricity from flowing because we hate the United States of America. I've never seen anything like that. You know, I mean, like I have definitely seen statements coming from like extreme left wing environmentalist organizations. You know, you see those videos of those morons pouring motor oil, uh, you know, on paintings at the Louvre. You know, but this is just this defies logic here. Okay, like show me one instance of an extremist white militia extremist group taking credit for an attack on the power grid. Never seen it. No, and you won't see it because
1: that is projection. You know, it's, it's point the finger at what the enemy is. So, you know, when they say. When they're doing it, they'll just point over there at a quote quite a white white uh, extremist out there. Makes no sense. But by the way, who was who was out there setting these forest fires over on the west coast? Who was doing that? Oh yeah, Antifa was doing yeah. that. Yeah. These people are the ones that are doing it. Again, pointing the finger. This is projection. There's nothing on camera. Everything's on camera. When did when did this start becoming a thing? Oh, besides you know election theft. That's right. That's when the cameras go out as well. Um, but yeah, I mean these this is what we have to deal with, man. This is this is pure craziness and that's what they want to
0: create here's my thing i mean knowing how vulnerable the power grid is knowing how necessary electricity is for us on a daily basis you know i mean it is uh, it's connected to everything i mean every single modern convenience we have is connected to the idea of electricity and our ability to receive it at home or like get it out on the go you know they're they're pushing electric cars for god's sake why would they not have adequate security at one of these at these substations? I mean, I, I bought I bought like like for like 500 bucks, eight security cameras. OK, like all over the whole house. You you don't have a, a single corner that isn't covered by a security camera. It doesn't take a lot of power, money or infrastructure to protect this stuff. So, I mean, this is the point at which I it makes it more obvious to me that they're doing it on purpose. They they are intentionally seeking to disrupt and uh, and to destroy, and we're going to talk about that a little bit more. We have some predictions for 2023 from Dmitry Medvedev, and some of them I think are pretty right on. Some of them are just obvious, and some of them are totally whacked out. But uh, I want to show you another instance of how they are trying to disrupt our lives and to destroy the American way of life. Take a look at Can this. Can say really quick? Yeah, go really ahead. Quick, go ahead. What,
1: what they're what they're doing, and I just thought about this. They are m- getting you used to it. They're getting it you used to, hey, this grid may go down. You know, there's a power surge. They're mm-hmm. getting you used to this happening so that they can actually make it happen. Oh, so yeah. that's what's crazy to me. They're building a narrative for sure. I didn't mean to cut you off, but that's what they're doing.
0: No, no, no. It's okay. It's okay. So here is here is another example of how they're intentionally trying to disrupt our lives and, and how they've tried to make us less safe. Uh, and that is through the Bail Project, which is that large – organization that was backed by people like Kamala Harris and a bunch of celebrities that was pushing for bail reform uh, and this was instituted in a lot of areas thanks to the George Soros connected uh, public servants that were elected uh, throughout America. you know, no cash bail just pushing people back out in the street. Well the gentleman you see on screen right now was one of these people who was the recipient of the bail reform uh, and this chapter in Los Angeles excuse me Las Vegas. Is shutting down after it helped him get out of jail. One week after he was helped out of jail, he shot a man eleven times, and it wasn't like he shot some dude he had a beef with. It wasn't like somebody ripped him off or like you know stole his car, stole his weed, or anything like that. All right, this was a dude working at a restaurant. Got my burger or <laughs> my burger order wrong. I'm gonna shoot you eleven times. Uh, ah, yeah, absolutely. Insane, Thomas, I mean, how many videos have you seen online of people just going ham at fast food restaurants, you know, starting fights with the people behind the counter because they because they miss the pickles, you know, like what the hell is wrong with people today? I mean, like I can't imagine first of all, I can't imagine just shooting somebody over a stupid argument. I mean, like there is there's a leap of logic there because any action has an equal and opposite reaction. So you think like, you know, if I do a then what will happen in B? Uh, I shoot someone for no good reason, then I'm probably going to prison. Okay, you know, you can forget bail reform, you know, hopefully they don't let his ass out, Uh, you know, and the same goes with, you know, picking a fight with some stranger at a restaurant. I mean, like, you know, it's, it's just people are getting stupider. That's my point. People are getting stupider and the system is backing them up and rewarding them for it.
1: Not only are people getting stupider, you took you took the words right out of my mouth and that's exactly what's happening. Our attention spans are so short. Everybody wants to be famous. Everybody wants to be a person that is, you know, has the riches and whatever they need. Um but there's a lot of anger building too, Zach. People are tired, people are fed up. People are I don't know. There's a lot of animosity within the slave population which includes includes all of us. I mean we're yeah. all slaves here. But I'm I mean, slaves. you know, tensions are building. And I think that's what it's leading to. I don't think that we saw this, you know, 20 years ago, but uh people, you know, they they want to film this. Hey, I could go viral for this. This is, you know, this is our society now. And this is what they've caused. World Star. World sure. Star. <laughs> I, who doesn't like World Star? I love World Star, but it's just like <laughs> what are you going to do? Like they created this world like they've created this technology grasp on all of us and you can't break it you can't get away from it unless you go off the grid but yeah you know it's, it's really and they laugh they laugh and they mock and they point when we act when slaves act like this the plebes they love it so <clears throat> they so love discourse, man
0: so it's not like this guy like was able to get out on bail because he committed some low-level crime um he was actually sentenced to 18 years in prison recently Uh, He reached a plea deal uh, because he had committed a robbery and apparently mayhem with a deadly weapon. So the guy had a history. All right. They should have known, you know, he wasn't supposed to be out. But because of bail reform, he was able to get out for a little furlough before he had to go back to prison for 18 years. Now, the only good thing to come out of this is that the man who he shot uh, survived his injuries. All right. But you know, you've got 11 slugs in you and, uh, you know, you, it's going to be difficult to not hit something vital. He got, he got shot through the lung, shot through the stomach. Um, this was a guy in Chinatown. He, it sounds like he was a restaurant at a, uh, at a Chinese a worker at a Chinese restaurant. Um, and there is a lot of animosity. I've seen, uh, some open racism from, uh, people in certain communities towards the, uh, towards the American Chinese community, uh, especially out in New York, but definitely in these urban areas. So, um, man he's also suing the bail group out of las vegas he's only seeking $15,000 in damages that sounds like maybe he's trying to cover his hospital bills but i'll tell you what this guy deserves a lot more than $15,000 i i think that he is uh, he 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 should be subject to far greater damages than 15 grand so you know i mean that just tells you that this guy is he's not out for the money uh, he's not some type of litigious person. I mean, dude just went to work, just went to work and got shot 11 times by some psychopath who should not have even been out. So, you know, what does that do? That sows fear, that that sows anger, uh, that uh, causes the people here in America to feel unsafe. Uh, and uh, of course, you know, this is why the Second Amendment is so important. We have to remember that we need to protect ourselves. We cannot trust that these people will protect us, uh, and uh, you know, I I hope that the bail group in Las Vegas, the the bail project, I hope they get what's coming to them. Uh, I hope that uh, they're they're forced to shut down all across the country, and I hope that the the celebrities who maybe thought this was like a, an in vogue case to get involved in, and you know, oh, you know, this poor guy, he's going to languish in jail because. He tried to just rob somebody with a gun. He did. It's not like he killed anybody. Well, he almost did now. There you go. There you go. Almost killing somebody. All right. Uh, so, I also wanted to uh, have a cautionary story in regards to the Second Amendment because uh, this tragedy happened in Texas over the weekend. Um, now, you know, the, it's one thing to be a gun owner, and it's one thing to be a responsible gun owner. Okay. Um, Trigger discipline, uh, understanding your situational awareness, having a healthy mind about you. Okay. If you're going to be a gun owner, uh, then, you know, know your area, know what's going on, because the last thing you want is to shoot the wrong person. All right. Now, recently there was a case down here in Florida, Thomas, that was kind of shocking. This woman lived in an apartment complex and the mailman delivered the pack, a package to somebody else to her. Okay. So she goes out on her, on her porch. It was like one of those open air apartments and she finds this package and she's like, Oh, this is not my package. And so she goes to the house that the package was supposed to be delivered to and she leaves it at the door. Okay. The ring camera on this dude's door goes off He sees her with the package in hand, doesn't notice that she's leaving it at his doorstep. And he and his son run outside after her with guns. Okay, they had like like a nine and a forty five. I was an older gentleman. I think he was in his 60s and his son was, you know, late teens, early 20s, very young, very young. And so they they chase her down with their guns All right. And they shoot into her car, like because she's trying to get away from them. All she sees is that there's a couple of dudes chasing after her with guns. So she runs, she gets in her car, she tries driving away. They shoot her car up, like, you know, nine times or something like that. There was a baby in the backseat. The baby didn't get hit. She didn't get hit. But now they're both facing attempted murder charges because they didn't bother to figure out what the hell was going on. All right. Wrong use of the Second Amendment, okay? Totally illegal. Bad thing to do. A Kind of a similar situation happened in Texas. Um, we had this maintenance worker at, an, at another apartment complex. Um, and because it was this this horrible winter storm, uh, he was there looking for burst pipes. Somebody thought that he was an intruder and they shot and killed him. A 53-year-old man, a family man you can see right here. Uh, you know, he he was a good dude definitely did not deserve this. Um, And, you know, I mean, this is one of those things in in a free society, uh, in a society where you have the right to carry and bear arms, uh, you know, freedom can be scary. You know, it shows how you personally have to have that level of responsibility. If you're going, if you're going to walk around and carry a gun, okay, you just have to know what's actually happening and not hop off at the, Slightest sight of something that you might think could be wrong. You know, I mean, what's really sad is is that, you know, I mean, this guy was he had been an employee there for a long time. Um, It was his 29th wedding anniversary on Christmas and uh, and he was shot and killed by one of these residents. So, you know, not only is this guy's life ruined, uh, well, his life is gone. Dead now. Um, But the guy who shot him, you know, how do you think he's going to feel? No, I mean, like all it took was one second. All you need to do was think, identify yourself, you know, what the hell are you doing? But the first thing you did was shot. It's sad.
1: Well, I mean, this goes back to what we were just talking about is the animosity is building and a lot of people are on edge. A lot of people have been on edge for a handful of years now and nobody really trusts one another especially you don't know who's in the apartment complex. You don't know. I, I mean, I'm a little paranoid, too. I'm going to be honest with you. When I'm at the mall or I'm at a, a big store or a big event, I'm always, you know, looking over my shoulder, just making sure that I know where my exits are, that I'm not around any sketchy people that, I, you know, may look sketchy. But people are on edge, Zach, and I think that this is only going to get worse. Um, and, you know, I mean, I'm all for the the Second Amendment. I'm a, I'm a owner of two guns. And um and I use that to protect my home. But again, these people, it's the on edge aspect of the world that they've created this atmosphere, which is very dangerous. You're going to see a lot more of this stuff happening as time goes on until <clears throat> something changes and people are more comfortable with their finances. People are more comfortable with going outside. Um, This is the world that we live in, man. It's a, it's a purgatory.
0: All right. So I see people in the chat asking if she was a neighbor there. Why did uh to get in her car um yeah i mean i, I don 't know all I know is that she lived there uh and they lived there. She got the package correctly, and I think maybe she was just trying to run for her life. <laughs> you know I mean uh it sure. was yeah, easier to jump in the car maybe than it was to run back to her apartment i 'm actually seeing if I can uh pull up some coverage on it. um The first article that I saw that popped up was from The Washington Post, and it 's behind a um a paywall uh but uh but yes, so it first of all, it was at seven a m uh they were prescriptions that were dropped off uh the father was seventy three the son was fifteen, and they both had forty fives so This was in Polk County, so this is sheriff Grady Judd down here um and uh yeah, and so she all it says is that she drove away uh I'm sorry, there wasn't a baby in the seat. it was a car seat that was in the car uh because she had a baby, so uh I think she was just trying to 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 run for her life. Uh, before she died, uh, you guys, listen. We got to take a break for the second half of the show. We're going to be right back after this. Oh, I'm sorry. the 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 uh, the, the the microphones are muted. What I was saying was um, that uh, you know I don't know if she screamed anything or not, or if she tried to alert them to the fact. I mean, I would imagine she did. Uh, but these guys were uh, they had it in their head that uh, that she had robbed them and uh, and they needed to go after her. I learned about this by watching Grady Judd's press conference a couple of months ago when it happened. All right, let's talk about these Twitter files, Thomas, uh, because I think that this is probably the biggest story of the last uh, two days. So we knew this was coming, you know, I mean, like this was only a matter of time for uh, the information to come out about how the federal government had suppressed the conversation surrounding not only the true nature of COVID-19, but also the vaccine itself, you know, any variety of these vaccines. And uh, they didn't disappoint us. You know, I mean, this is only the the beginning too, Thomas, you know, I mean, like the, inevitably there is other stuff that's about to come out. Um, you know, I, I, I've been pretty happy with the Twitter files so far. I know not everybody is. But for me, you know, it, I, here's the thing, Thomas, this information is not really for us. Do you think? I mean, we've been talking about this for years. We already knew we were being suppressed. To me, these Twitter files and all the information contained herein exposing the federal government for just trampling the Constitution and the constitutional rights of the American people. I mean, th- this is for the normies. This is for the people still on Twitter. This is for the people who, t- who, who would have said previously, you know, you're a crazy conspiracy theorist. The government's not trying to suppress your speech. Your speech is just bad. But no, you know, who who gets to decide what speech is is bad, Thomas? Who gets to decide what should be allowed in free speech? It's a trick question because in a society that tolerates free speech, there is no such thing as prohibited speech.
1: Correct. I mean this that's that's the thing with what's going on, I want to know what reach this is getting to because I don't I'm not surrounding myself with many normies. So it's just like I would like to know, I mean, I know my parents haven't seen this. I know the left Left-wing news uh, kooks, they're not covering this. They no. would never do that because it, co- it completely goes against their narrative. So I would like to know, people out there listening right now in the chat, how far do you think that this is actually reaching? I know Tucker's talking about it, um, <clears throat> but I feel like it, there needs to be something more of this. And maybe this is snowballing into something even bigger. Um, but we're just going to have to wait and see for that to come. I mean, obviously, the arm of the deep state would never touch this. <clears throat> And they're only going to dismerge it.
0: Well, so in, I, I see that uh, don't cancel me says it's just one giant limited exposure up. Um, you know, I, I would I would argue that any exposure is better than no exposure. And h- how do we know how limited it actually is? I mean, the as far as what's been presented so far, I mean, this is grounds for a giant class action civil suit against the United States government. I mean, I believe that will be coming. And if that happens, then there will be subpoenas. Uh, there will be requests for discovery. And if all of the information hasn't come out, it will be legally required to come out. I, I would I would be very hard pressed uh, to see a world where Elon Musk as the uh, CEO and, and even the owner of Twitter would fight the efforts of someone to get more of this information to come out, Um, you know, I, right now. You're right, Thomas. The biggest question is how far is this reaching? And I, I would actually like to ask the audience, um, you know, I, I don't have many people in, in real world, OK? Like, you know, I've got a couple of people that I know personally like out here in public and those people definitely know about this stuff. I, I was just uh, hanging out with my neighbor yesterday and, uh, and we were talking about it. You know, he doesn't go on Twitter, so he doesn't know. So already the audience is limited. Uh, And then because you're right, the mainstream media is not covering this. There's a whole other section of the country that is not seeing it. Um, But, you know, you do have alternative media personalities that are speaking about it, that have been speaking about it. And it is breaking through in places like, I don't know, say Tim Pool. Tim Pool is definitely talking about it. He's got a huge audience. Tucker Carlson is talking about it. He's got a huge audience. Uh, and I think that there is something to be said for that kind of, uh, uh, you know, reverberation effect, you know, each of these people who learn about this stuff and learn how bad it is, you know, maybe they're going out and they're telling other people about it. This is part of, you know, the 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 red pill expansion, you know, the, the great awakening. The only way that we can wake people up is to get the information to them. So, I mean, I welcome it. And I think that you know, it's kind of misguided to look at this and say, oh, you know, I, I'm not OK with it or. You know, I mean, I'll take what we can get right now because we've been told for years, Thomas, that we're crazy. We've been told that this stuff didn't exist, that they weren't silencing us. The federal government wasn't. Joe Rogan definitely talking about it. Well, actually, I don't know if Joe Rogan's talking about it. I just assumed that he would be talking about it. But can anybody out there verify that for me? Is Joe Rogan discussing this? Have you seen this anywhere besides alternative media? I would like to see out there in the chat if you guys have any uh inclinations to tell us about this. And shoot. Here we go. Okay. Um, but I don't know, man. I haven't seen anybody talking about it. But Thomas, you know, you said that your your family has no idea. No, no. I mean
1: family friends don't know anything really about this. I mean, people that aren't in this movement or anything, they 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 don't know what's going on. Um and that that stinks, but you know, that's the control that they have and it's up it's our duty as all of us to just be like out in public, be like, "Have you heard about this thing?" You know, you know, whether you're at a bar, at a ball game, or a hockey game, or something, just be like, "Have you heard about this?" Like, this is nuts. You know, what I mean, it's some way to do it, but I mean, again, um, my co-host for today, Brett Collins on Tuesdays, brought up something interesting to me about a week ago, and he was saying, like, "What if Elon Musk bought this company for forty-four billion dollars? Now he owns it." Now he starts releasing all this information, um, maybe to just like you said, set up lawsuits to sue the people that gave this to him. He can't work with this, like he basically inherited, not inherited, but he basically bought a crime scene. he inherit he, he got something that is look at all the things that they've done that are so completely wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, could he go back and sue? just to expose it even furthermore, get this into the courts of what he got.
0: You know, I think that Elon Musk himself definitely has grounds for a case against the former leadership of Twitter. Uh, And, and I know that the American people have grounds for a case on this, you know, and I think that it extends beyond the idea of free speech and the, the suppression of free speech. I mean, I talked about this a little bit with John last night, but I mean, think about how how many people maybe died because they didn't get access to information that could have saved their lives. You know, think about uh, things like, uh, you know, Dr. Zelenko, you know, his information, Peter McCullough, his information, Uh, you know, the fact that uh, uh, Robert, um, what's his name, the guy who invented Robert Malone, Robert Malone trying to talk about the dangers of his invention, uh and, and it was all suppressed. And it's all right here in the Twitter files. Uh and you know, there have got to be people out there who went and took these jabs because they looked at the government information. They said, Well, the CDC says it's okay. Well, the FDA says it's okay. So I think I'm just gonna go get jabbed up. There's somebody that I know, uh I'm not gonna say who they are because they haven't come out and said this, but I'm pretty certain they're vaccinated. And uh, they just recently had a stroke. Uh, They're they're a young person, you know, I mean, maybe early 50s, uh, but they just recently had a stroke. And, you know, I mean, it just it it goes along with every other case, every other mysterious case uh, of sickness, illness, strokes, blood clots. I I mean, you know, you just every single day you get up and you look online and you see somebody else died suddenly, you know, somebody else uh, has uh, has, you know, out of nowhere, just, you know gotten a debilitating illness, something. Uh, And, uh, you know, I, I, I just, my heart goes out to anybody who felt they needed to take the jab, right? And it goes out even more to the people who were killed senselessly as a result of this giant psyop that was pulled over the American people's eyes, over the world's eyes. I mean, it's just not just America. Plenty of people took their, uh, their cues from America. Um, but it's the entire world, and uh you know I, what I'm really interested to see, what I'm waiting to see before I get super excited about this is uh communication between Dr. fauci and maybe the n i h and uh and Twitter you know Joel Roth had like he had a close relationship with the f b i you know he was getting a reach around from Elvis Chan just about every day, and uh mm-hmm. I can only imagine i can only imagine the communication he had. Uh, With people at the NIH, you know, I'm really looking forward to seeing that.
1: We're creeping in that direction, for sure, to get to Fauci. And, you know, I think that that what this is what is building up to, which is fantastic. But again, you know, people can be like, you know, this isn't for us. This is for the normies. And that's absolutely right. But imagine I mean, this is just, you know, part eight. Who knows how long this goes on? I mean, we could go into up to 100. We don't know. This could go on for weeks and months of just dropping this information, getting it out there. People start picking up on it because they're hearing it from places like here. Um, You know, and and on Tucker, maybe, you know, Stephen Crowder, stuff like that. They're hearing about these things. These people have huge audiences, which is awesome. I have a question for you. So we had the poll of Elon Musk saying, you know, uh, do you want me to continue being the CEO or the owner of – uh, of of twitter you know this poll i will stand by the terms of this poll and uh they said step down he said be careful what you wish for i find that very interesting what comes with that what surprise is that um either way whatever it is i don't want you to get your take on it either way they're running some sort of operation and yeah. i think that's very plain to see
0: no i i absolutely agree with you i i, I think that was a i think that was another bot trap uh, Elon putting that out there because of course all of the lefties on Twitter are going to say yes. Um is it possible that there's more leftists on Twitter, you know? Uh yeah, definitely. Um but I think that a lot more people who like Elon Musk are following him or people who are interested in what he has to say. Now, you know, maybe it was brigaded by people who own Tesla stock. I know that the people who are financially invested in Tesla want Elon Musk to step away because they think it's bad for them and bad for their investments. But I think that overall, Elon Musk's uh, involvement in this is good for free speech and it's good for people who are looking to, to, you know, get their accounts back and maybe show that they've been wronged. Um, So, yes, I think that uh, I think that was a bit of a trap. And, uh, you know, because Elon Musk made some comments after that, that, uh, you know, oh, yeah, he'll step down as soon as somebody dumb enough is willing to say they'll take the job. I don't know that anybody wants Twitter under these current circumstances. As long as Elon continues to put out information that is bad for the former leadership of Twitter and bad for the federal government, I don't think anybody is going to go ahead and step up and take the reins. One thing that I thought okay. was interesting, um, and th- th- this is good to kind of compare, um, but uh, David Zweig is the the, uh, the journalist. Uh, he I think he worked for The Atlantic or something, but he's now working for something called The Free Press. He was the one who did this latest uh, Twitter files drop, Uh, and he said that both the Trump administration and the Biden administration uh, were directly in contact with Twitter executives um, to perform content moderation. What's interesting is the information that the Trump administration was asking Twitter to uh, get a handle on, and that was specifically about the panic at the onset of the pandemic. So, uh th- you like when people couldn't buy toilet paper because, you know, assholes were going and buying, you know, truckloads of toilet paper. Um or people uh uh, uh posting pictures of grocery stores with empty shelves and, you know, saying, you know, hey, you know, you know, uh, this 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 insanity is happening out there. So they asked them uh to combat those bits of misinformation, but they actually asked them to uh, address the 5G cell tower claims uh, and how 5G cell towers were going to be dangerous to people. Um, but that's the only thing that really stucks out to me uh, in terms of what the Trump administration was saying that they wanted them to take down. Um, it also indicates that other social media companies we're participating in this active censorship of information at the hands, at the behest of the United States government. Because in this internal document, it says Twitter, alongside several other tech companies, including Google, which definitely took down videos where I was talking about COVID 19, Facebook, and Microsoft participated. What type of social media does Microsoft have, Thomas? They don't. They've got a search engine, they've got an email service. Were, were they actively intercepting personal messages between people and stopping the spread of this stuff during email? perhaps stopping the spread of certain links uh, or the sharing of memes? I, I don't know. This is something that we're going to have to get into. But uh, they said that they were also having weekly calls to share general trends and hosting a shared Microsoft team group. Some of the companies, not Twitter gathered open-sourced information from researchers. Our teams fed this information to the Twitter policy enforcement teams. That says to me that this was a concerted and organized effort amongst tech companies and social media companies to censor and suppress certain types of information. Yeah, I mean, if you
1: don't think the CCP is in, in creeping in on us any furthermore, I mean, look at what's going on, guys. They are surveying everything that we do. It is insane. They are censoring and creating a narrative, but we all know this, but the normies have no idea. That's why this is so powerful, and they know what they have. It's too much power for big tech to have. It's too much power for the mainstream media to have and all of these oligarchs. It's way too much. How do you break all this down is the question. How do you – do you expose it and then lawsuits happen from it? Do you trust the judges that will go forward with the lawsuit to break these companies apart? But again, I believe Trump in 2024, if not before then, will run on this as he did in 2020 to break down these big tech companies because they are far, far exceeded what they're supposed to be doing, Um, and they're, they're harmful. Yeah. They're against us. They, they hate us.
0: They absolutely do. OK, Scotland one party. I get the I get the feeling that you don't like me. I've I've seen you here a number of times and you're always saying I don't talk about this or don't, don't talk about that. Now, this Talon manual, someone else brought this up last week, and I have to be honest, it was the first time I'd ever heard about it. I don't know anything about the Talon manual, Article 51 uh, or the, this whatever section of the UN charter you're referring to. I am always open to learning about things that I don't know about. And if it's something that is relevant, I'm going to talk about it. But, Scotland One Party, what I'm asking is that you send me information. If you think that you have something that I need to know about, then send it to me because I can't talk about stuff that I've never learned about. And there is a lot of information in the world, uh, and I am a constant student of that information. So, I am suggesting to anybody out there, if you know anything about this talent manual, I mean, I looked it up and, and I found this document online, but I know nothing about it. Okay. He says, I follow you, Zach. I respect you too. Okay. Thank you very much. But please uh, send me information uh, about this talent one manual. Tell me what it is that I'm supposed to be looking for. Cause I, I don't know anything about it. Um, but I'm interested to learn about it. So definitely, uh, ESA DMF says, uh, I'll, no, no, that's talking to somebody else. But yeah, guys, I, I'm, you know, I want to know about this stuff. Um, but I don't know everything. I wish I did, but it's impossible. Uh, and I'm certainly not going to get a neural link chip. Uh, OK, so moving on to when the Biden regime took over, uh, they immediately focused on anti-vaxxer accounts, uh, including Alex Berenson, who is a, uh, a journalist, uh, and uh, and they immediately started asking them to go after these accounts. Uh, Biden said social media companies were killing people because they were allowing vaccine misinformation, I'd say that the opposite is true. The opposite is true, Uh, because the misinformation about the safety and efficacy of the COVID vaccine, that's what killed people. That's what killed people, not people saying, you know, hey, hold on. You know, I don't know anybody who's ever lost their life because they slowed down and took it easy and took a closer look. At what was going on, you know, you know, maybe you see a nuclear bomb go off in front of you and you turn and open your (laughs) eyes and pull a, you know, a a Terminator 2, you know, maybe that is going to kill you. okay? but like, you know, I think most people you see something happening and you're immediately going to act out of self-preservation. So I I don't think anybody was killed as a result of uh, anti-vaxxer accounts. Uh, We've also known uh, about uh, the private Slack channels that uh, that Twitter had. Um baronson sued barons Alex baronson actually sued and then settled with Twitter uh because of their suppression of his specific tweets now again, he was a journalist he was a a big name person um uh, but I think that it shows that maybe we have some type of claim that we can make against Twitter you know but we yes. have to we we need to do it as a, as a class action we got to join together what's
1: crazy dude is that when they when they say that social media Uh, Post killed people You know what killed people is when You tried to go get An alternative um, Not medication I can't think of what it is But uh, when a uh, Like a Hydroxychloroquine or an ivermectin uh, A therapeutic you tried To go get those things and they Shut it down so you could not Get it so then you were having With panic Panic stricken you go get the vaccine Mm-hmm. That's what they did to people. That's yep. killing people, and we can. It was all coordinated. They all did that together, and that's something that people need to really understand. Is that and and didn't they, Zach? Haven't they lifted that? Now you could go get hydroxychloroquine. Now you could go get mm-hmm. ivermectin. I believe they have lifted that because yep. because they already got everybody vaxxed Yep, that's the thing. Yep. Oh, you know, at the time, no dice. But now, after, you know, however much of the population, 60% of the population has been popped, you know, we'll we'll lift that for you guys now because they already got you. So, again, what happens in the next three to five years without everybody vaxxed? That's the real thing that everybody's panicked about. That's always in the back of everyone's mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And it, sucks, and, it, and it sucks for the people that aren't vaxxed because, I, I mean, I, would you rather be dead or go through that? To see everyone around you go. What do you want? I mean, that's a coin flip for me, bro. Uh,
0: well, you know, I obviously, for me, death is a part of life. Okay. Inevitably, people are going to to die in in your personal life. Um, and it's important for me to make the most of the time that God's given me here on earth. So, you know, I would never choose, you know, to to die myself. You know, I, I'm ready to go when it's my time. Uh, and I'm not afraid of that. Uh, and I think that, you know, despite the tragedy of this situation, Thomas, you know, I think God already knew this was going to happen. You know, I mean, I, I I think that it's it's inevitable. You know, we have had mass cullings on Earth since the beginning of time, you know, uh, you know, entire races, entire cultures wiped out. Uh, You know, I mean, just think about the Black Plague. Think about, you know, Scarlet Fever. I mean, there's just been so many instances where there were mass die offs. You know, now it's it's another mass die off, but this time it's completely man made. You know, I mean, it's just it's inevitable. It's going to happen. So I think that what we have to do is take this and use this tragedy to inform people and to help them make that transition to waking the, to the awakening. You know, I mean, to awakeness. You know, I don't want to say woke, <laughs> but right. um, you know, we have to. And, um, you know, and we got to be there for the people who were convinced that this was something that needed to happen to them. You know, and I think that those people who are injured are also a powerful tool. And, uh, you know, I have I've been I've been really, really heartened by the fact that the people who have been vaccinated and injured are willing to speak out about it. There's a website called Real Not Rare, and you can go there and you can see uh, individual reports from people who have been vaccine injured. Like it's their, like they got a picture, they tell their whole story. And I think that this is an excellent tool that you can also share around to people, uh, if they're still considering getting this thing, I, I just can't imagine. I think most people who got it, you know, if they did go through with it, uh, they're not willing to, to get any more. Uh, and, and, you know, certainly if they were injured, they're definitely not going to be getting any more, um. But there are also young people who only go on TikTok who are like, you know, you know, oh, you know, let's get the get the jab, get the jab, you know, doing the the coordinated dances and stuff. And uh, and it's just it's sad. You know, I mean, like we we are going to we're going to have a really hard time going into the next decade, I would say. Um, and we are probably going to see many people that we know just dying way sooner than we thought they were going to. What and, they're going to
1: do. Yeah. Is they're go- they've already destroyed these people's immune systems. They've weakened them so much. They're gonna hit us with another one. Yeah. If you think that they're not going to do another pandemic, you are not living in this world. They already are simulating it. They're going to hit it. They're gonna go with the one two punch for the ones that are already immune deficient. That's what they're gonna do. I'll put my money on it right now. That's the death blow, Zach.
0: Oh man, I can only imagine. What they have prepared for us in the future, Thomas, you know, I mean, I I think it's it's going to be more insidious, more horrific. uh, And, uh, you know, oh, you know, before we before we go, I mean, talking about, you know, the the insidious nature of the deep state. um, This is Dmitry Medvedev's predictions for uh, 2023. Um, Dmitry Dmitry Medvedev is like the um, like the protege of uh, Vladimir Putin. And uh, one of the top predictions that he's making for 2023 is that the United States is going to lose its global reserve currency status. I think that's a real possibility. Um, You know, for the last several years, probably the last decade, you know, the United States has been clinging to that reserve currency status. And that has really kept the United States afloat because everything is basically traded in dollars. And so it behooves every country on earth to have United States Treasury bonds, to have a certain amount of money uh, that is is held in U.S. dollars, but if that goes away, Thomas, then the American dollar is not going to be worth anything, and we are going to have a very difficult time uh, keeping ourselves afloat and doing business with any other nation on earth. So these are his predictions. Number one, he thinks that the oil price is going to rise to one hundred fifty dollars a barrel. I think that's easy, very easily could happen. Gas prices will top $5 per one cubic meter, and that is a measure of gasoline that I don't (laughs) – I can't comprehend because I don't know what that means in terms of a gallon. He also thinks the UK will rejoin the EU. Um, I haven't heard uh, Rishi Sundak, the the new prime minister, talking about this at all, but he says that when the EU is rejoined by the UK, it's going to collapse, and then the euro will drop out of use as the former EU currency. Uh, He also says Poland and Hungary will occupy Western regions of the formerly existing Ukraine. Uh, And this is the kicker right here. The Fourth Reich will be created, encompassing the territory of Germany and its satellites, Mm -hmm. i.e. Poland and the Baltic states, uh, Czechoslovakia, Slovakia, the Kiev Republic and other outcasts. I think that one's a little less likely. I think I think that's a little less likely. But yeah, heck, you know, I mean, I've been surprised before. Uh, number six, he thinks that war will break out between France and this new Fourth Reich and Europe will be divided. Poland will be repartitioned in the process. He thinks that Northern Ireland will separate from the UK and join the Republic of Ireland. Uh, and then he thinks that civil war will break out in the United States, California, and Texas will become independent state as a result. Texas and Mexico will form an allied state and Elon Musk will win the presidential election in a number of states, which after the new civil war's end will have been given to the GOP. So at the very end, he thinks that the GOP will be controlling the United States. I, I think that I think that this got like uh, just more outrageous as time went on. I I don't think there's any possibility that California could get its shit together to, to wage war against the United States. If any, I think what's more likely is that new California will break off from California proper. That's going to happen. But Texas and Mexico making a, an allied state no. And then Texas does, you know, Texas, if anything, you know, would just be on its own. Um, But I don't think that's going to happen either.
1: No, you got more of a chance of Jesus coming back before any of that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And honestly, that could be every day, any day, you know? So yeah, I don't know. At the end of my the day, I, I I think he's got a couple of good ones in here. I think he's got a couple of real swings and a miss, you know. It's just uh, I, I don't think that's possible. Anyways, what are your predictions for the new year? I would love to hear about it. Send them to me uh, by going to my website, redpill78news.com forward slash contact. You can fill out the contact form there. Send me a message if you got tips and you want me to look into something. If you got a news story that you want me to cover, uh, if uh, if you're if you're looking for any information at all, you just go to the website. You fill that information out. Uh, I do have a couple of thank yous over here on uh, the foxhole. Let me go ahead and say thank you to Mountain Lace. Thank you for that can. Tamar Growl, thank you for that cookie. Porpoiseful, thank you as well. Bacon Slut, thank you for two cookies nikaz 808 good to see you buddy he says real news great start to my day aloha aloha to you as well hope you're safe and uh, happy in uh, your your pacific paradise uh filterdog one says cheers to you in the new year low country brooklyn uh just bought a diamond tier subscription brooklyn is one of my top mods along with debbie and of course real red pill 78 girlfriend thank you very very much and also uh she also dropped it she also dropped the contact form In a Rumble rant over on Rumble. Uh, Let's see. uh, Low Country Brooklyn said "Real not not RealNotRare, RealNotRare.com. That's the website that I was talking about. And then BroDude said the jab was a precursor to the mark of the beast. I think that there have been many precursors to the mark of the beast. And the people who have taken the jab, to be quite honest with you, they may already have that mark. You know, there is technology inside those jabs that we don't fully understand. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a medical professional. uh, But I can tell you that there have been uh, a number of exposés done about whatever the contents are inside those things. And I am not convinced that there isn't some type of nanotechnology that exists in a variety of those jabs uh, that is now inside people's bodies replicating and doing untold damage. Uh, Can't even. Uh, Let me see. I uh, really appreciate you guys being here. Thomas, what do you got coming up today, buddy?
1: Hey, guys. So if you uh, enjoyed today's show, make sure you head over to r- rumble.com slash true reporting. I'll be back doing the live stream at 4 p.m. Monday through Thursday. Make sure you hang out. Uh, that will be on Rumble and on Foxhole. All those links should be in the ch- the chat if, if the ma- mods okay. have done that. Other than that, guys, uh, enjoy your New Year's. I hope you had a fantastic Christmas. And um,
0: yeah, man. Here's to
1: the best of 2023. Let's get to it. Amen. Yeah.
0: I hope that uh, you guys remain happy, healthy, strong, safe in 2023. I want to thank everybody for being here with us for yet another year of crazy news and happenings. Thomas, it's been my eternal pleasure to be able to do this show with you every Tuesday. Uh, I will be back um, uh, tonight, you guys, 8 p.m. Eastern. Jake Lang from uh, January 6th has a new documentary coming out. He's going to be calling in tonight at 8 p.m. We're going to be talking for about 15 minutes, and then I'm going to be joined by Ivan Raikland after that. This week is the vote for Speaker of the House, and it looks like Kevin McCarthy does not have enough votes to win that position. So the question remains, who will be the new Republican Speaker of the House? Because I believe it's not going to be Kevin McCarthy. Be here tonight at 8 p.m. Eastern for myself, Jake Lang, and Ivan Raikland. We will see you then. Good luck, everyone, and God bless.